0: Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Maradero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep. Cherry River hard seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec grocers and the Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks
1: near you. He is the absolute greatest. And you know what, to be honest, this is the only time I get to talk to him. But Ian, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. Thank you for that
2: very much overinflated introduction but i loved every second of it so keep doing it
1: not at all you're also very fun to, to have a drink with at a bar and everything like that listen exactly. ian what you see i will tell anybody who who asks they're like who is a cool guy I go ian and people they they i don't know if they're put off by it or they're surprised i'm like why would you be surprised he's a delight i love this man and i love the information you give to us every week
2: well i appreciate you saying that i think you know one thing that uh, one thing that happens is people see us in the box on TV and they kind of <laughs> don't know what to think and you know, I think that's okay um, I, like to, uh, I like to give people a nice little surprise that I'm not a total <laughs> right now, but... I'm here to
1: confirm, I can confirm, I'm confirming yeah. his report Ian Rappaport, awesome dude let's talk about the Green Bay Packers though, Aaron Rodgers got that huge win over the over the Detroit Lions on Monday night, are they officially back now?
2: You know, I I wouldn't say that. It's just not where they were before. I mean, it, you know, Rogers sort of famously brought R-E-L-A-X into our lexicon, uh, and it was a little bit like that because, like, yeah, they looked bad against the Saints, but, like, the Saints defense is good, and they're going to make a lot of people look bad, assuming Jameis doesn't throw, like, four interceptions or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they had a bad day, and they played bad, and Rogers played bad, and then against the Lions, he played better. And I think one thing that we all have to account for, sort of, is he didn't have an offseason. So, I mean, by his own choice, obviously, but he didn't have an offseason. So a lot of what people work through in, you know, June and July and August, he didn't. I um, didn't play in any games, for instance. So it might take him a little bit, but I really do think the Packers are going to be not just fine, uh, but one of the best teams in the NFL.
1: A lot of what is uh, one of the big storylines going into Sunday night's game against the San Francisco 49ers, Kyle Shanahan was asking about trading for Aaron Rodgers. And there was a report, obviously, that there's no bad feelings. Why would there be bad feelings? Is there, is, are there bad feelings, though? Is this a thing where there actually is some legit heat?
2: You know, I mean, I, I think when anytime you have a situation where one person wants something that someone else has, like a really good player in this case, it's always going to be some frayed nerves. I sort of don't care about any of that because these are all competitors, you know. Yeah. It's like, and and everybody wants to win, and if someone else is trying to take or trade for your quarterback or whatever it is, like, you're not going to be that happy about it, which I think is okay. <laughs> um, now, I mean, Matt Lafleur and Kyle Shanahan known each other for a very long time. Um, I don't know if this is a bump in the road, if you would even call it that, but if it was, I sort of don't care because. You know, probably both these guys are going to be around in some form or fashion longer than Rodgers is, certainly longer than he's playing. So it was a tense situation. I think both these guys are going to be fine. I think the game actually is going to be really good uh, this weekend.
1: Is it kind of like a situation when Joey was trying to date Rachel and then Ross was perturbed for a bit, but then eventually moved on and got over it?
2: Yeah, I would say that's um, – I think that's a good reference. Um, I would say absolutely. Like sometimes in – with friends, yep. TV friends, or sometimes actual <laughs> friends, um, you can kind of get a little sideways, and unless it's something crazy, it usually ends up okay. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. It was a t- I mean, it was a weird situation
1: for, for the whole world. So for everybody, yeah, so. except maybe not Bears fans because we were enjoying it and having a good time, enjoying them, possibly imploding. But now the Bears have their own quarterback situation brewing is there is there like listen is there anything that justin fields could do that will earn him the starting job for the rest of the season like if he goes out and beats the browns this week he's got to be the starter moving forward correct
2: first of all if that is a question it's an amazing problem to have and like bears fans should hope that's like the big controversy that would be amazing um you know when i look at some of these quarterback decisions around the league over the past couple of years, you know, we've seen some, right? I mean, the Bears had one with, you know, Trubisky going in over Mike Glennon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's when, when Herbert last year was playing for the Chargers, it, it's always obvious. Like, I don't think that anyone's going to be like, should Justin Fields keep his job? Should he not? Does he have to give it to Dalton? We're not sure. Like, either he'll win it and everyone will be everyone will know he's the starter. Or he won't. Like, I think back to the Dallas situation where Dak took over for Romo a bunch of years back. Right. And by the time it was like a debate, a debate, a debate, then eventually Romo just walked to the podium and conceded because it was so obvious that it was Dak's job. That to me is what it's going to be. It's going to be everyone with the Bears knowing, like, it has to be Fields' job or it shouldn't be. And
1: that will be that. And then Andy Dalton will come join us at the NFL Network. It'll be awkward because I've made fun of him, but we'll get through it hopefully at some point. I mean, uh,
2: most of these guys have been made fun of at various points, as, by the way, have all of us. Right. Andy Dalton is a very nice guy. I don't think he can take offense to it.
1: He is like one of the nicest guys, like weirdly. And I always feel bad about that. But I'm like, you know what? At the same time, Andy Dalton, nice guy. My son, my three-year-old, also nice guy. I don't want either one of them to be starting over Justin Fields, but that's another issue. Just wait till oh. you done six. It'll be a menace. Uh, at, least my, at least that's my son law Absolutely. You know what? Uh, on the other side of the football in that game, Odell Beckham Jr., what's his status going into, into Sunday?
2: You know, it seems like he's going to play. Now, I think they also thought he was going to play week one and just did not quite feel right, wasn't able to go, according to him. And you know he, so he was a limited participant in practice that week, limited participant last week, now a full participant. Now I would say a little bit surprising that he didn't play. Uh, definitely surprising. Seems more ready this week. I know Alex Van Pelt talked about that, the offensive coordinator, that he'll be a, Sound like he'll be on a little bit of a pitch count. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like they won't throw him out there, they won't give him a full workload, all of those things. So maybe that'll be the case. I mean, I think we'll see him. But like anything with
1: Odell, you just can never, never quite tell. Yeah, it's true. And if he's lined up against Duke Shelley, though, woo, that's not going to be good for Bear fans. it be very good for the fans of the Cleveland Browns. Now, Ian, I am sitting. I can see SoFi Stadium right here. we got to get you out here soon. The Rams, Buccaneers playing this weekend. Who do you got in this one? And is this possibly? I mean, it could be. But like, is this what you would think is going to be the NFC championship game here in a couple of uh, months?
2: Possible. I mean, there's some other very, very, very good teams. So it's tough to say that. I think the main thing about this game is, you know, the Rams made a big, big, big move this offseason. They traded for Matthew Stafford. They traded away multiple, you know, future first round picks, a lot of assets. Um, you know, you, you wouldn't call it all in. Um, but certainly that would be one way to describe it because, you know, they they seem to go all in all the time. Um, but they. this was supposed to take them to the next level.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it will be interesting to see if it does. Like, does Matthew Sta- is Stafford the one, because of that acquisition, that lets them beat Tom Brady in the defending champs? If not, then I think there will be some questions. If so, then you're like, all right, the Rams are probably going to end up being exactly what we thought.
1: Right. And they'll be trading more first round picks, trying to acquire more talent and things like that. They always
2: do. and they get a new one every year, you know,
1: feels that way. I don't know how it works out for them. Also in that game, Antonio Brown, what's his current situation?
2: Uh, He is on the COVID-19 reserve list after testing positive. Now he is fully vaccinated. So there's a chance uh, if he has, if he's symptom free for 48 hours and then has two negative tests, 24 hours apart that he could play, you know, it's clear they're preparing without him um but i think he's got you know at least theoretically according to the timing a shot to play and that's what's different this year than last year last year we knew who was out this year we don't because if you're if you're vaccinated you know as he is you have a chance to come back
1: yeah that's been the biggest difference so far this season and also a big difference. i don't know i don't know if this is the proper transition but 20 years ago uh to this day Drew Bledsoe was replaced by Tom Brady. Where were you, Ian?
2: Uh, 20 years ago today would have been 2001, right? That's correct. So I would have been in college. Um, I have... (laughs) I do not remember. Uh, I don't remember. That's good. You were in
1: college. You shouldn't remember. Yeah, I know. that
2: (laughs) important a date in history that I don't remember. Now, I do remember... hearing that Bledsoe had to go to the hospital yeah. and being alarmed because that was weird, like you didn't hear about that a lot. I right. and I remember the hit not being I mean obviously it was a hard hit but it wasn't like a vicious hit mm-hmm. so I remember being alarmed about the aftermath um, and then I was definitely Team Brady early on yeah, um, rather than Team Bledsoe but the actual hit, I don't remember where I was.
1: Yeah, it is one of those things. I remember I was actually an intern for the NFL at that point, NFL publishing group. And I was I was actually I liked Tom Brady a lot, but I, I had done something with Drew Bledsoe. So I kind of was always partial to him as well. But you uh, know, I one think of it,
2: those media members that gives the love to the people that they know rather than just.
1: Right. Do you not know anything about me? That's exactly what I do. That's it. That's that's the whole. That's the hallmark of my career. You're the guy with integrity, the the impeccable credentials. I'm just some goof who typically talks about fantasy football and then gets an opportunity to spend some time. But Ian, I want to thank you so much for stopping by the SICK podcast today. It is always a pleasure. I know we appreciate it. Everybody who is listening is now smarter from being in your presence for the last ten minutes. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you on NFL Network very soon. Great stuff, man. Great talking to you as always. All right, Ian. Thank you so much. There he goes. Ian Rappaport, the best information man in the business. And now it's just me. And it is my opportunity to sit here and talk to you a little bit about fantasy football. And what I would really like to dive in on are a couple of players who have been struggling. Over the last couple of weeks now you heard me just talk about tom brady that is a player who is not struggling i will say this and i just want to get this out there because we get these awesome statistical packets that come to us each and every week tom brady in his last 13 games which he has won has thrown at least two touchdown passes he can break his own record this will be the second time that he's done it if he goes 14 games with two touchdown passes I know that he's going up against the Los Angeles Rams team that was the number one defense over a year ago. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and start Tom Brady. I'm not going to think twice about it. To me, Tom Brady has now earned that reputation. Uh, Not that he didn't have it before, but I think over the last couple of years with Bill Belichick, that team was so run-oriented that it was sometimes difficult to start Tom Brady. Now it's kind of switched the other way. Bruce Arians never takes his foot off the gas pedal you ever watch on a Sunday and if you ever know I know when we bring cash on in a a couple of moments uh, we we love talking about this because we love coaches that try to win football games they're not trying to not lose they're trying to win and and if you looked at Seattle over the last weekend they were up big on Tennessee kind of dialed it back a little bit Tennessee got back into the game and Tennessee is a very good football team don't and I'm not trying to to placate to the producers or anything like that. The Tennessee Titans are a very good football team, and if you give them an opportunity to get back into the game, they will do that. Tampa Bay does not do that. And I and granted, they were going up against the Atlanta Falcons last week. They continued to pressure that team and ended up winning by 30 points, 20 points. It was ridiculous. So Tom Brady, I guess that's a long way of saying start Tom Brady this week. But here's a couple of guys who I think I, I get a lot of questions about. People want to know what to do. They're freaking out. So if you'll indulge me for a moment. Number one, Saquon Barkley. I know a lot of people are upset. You used a first-round pick. It's been two weeks, and you're like, why did I use this first-round pick on Saquon Barkley? But here's the thing. He's a very good football player, and he had a very tough matchup last week against the Washington football team. But there was that one play, that one play where he popped outside ran for 41 yards, hit a top speed of over 20 miles per hour, that showed us that that old Saquon Barkley still exists in this world. We don't have to go to Earth 2 or Earth 3 or anything like that. This current Earth that we are occupying, Saquon Barkley still has the ability to make big plays. The good news is, He's going up against the Atlanta Falcons this week. The Atlanta Falcons have given up a ton of fantasy points to running backs over the last couple of years. That has not slowed down. The Buccaneers could have run on them, but they. But Bruce Arians wants Tom Brady to go out there and throw the football all over the field. So, to me, Saquon Barkley, you got to start him this week. And you might take these next couple of days to see if somebody in your league who has Saquon is a little bitter. And perhaps you can swing a deal to get Saquon Barkley on your team. The last the last six days, I've spent my time going to other teams and trying to find ways to get Saquon Barkley on my squad. Offering trades, doing whatever I need to do. I'm buying in on Saquon Barkley while the price is very low. Another guy, Antonio Gibson. This week has got a very tough matchup going up against the Buffalo Bills. The Bills have a kind of an elite defense. I think kind of overlooked this early in the season is how good that Bill's defense is. Mac Jones, and I know last week it was going up against the New York Jets, but they shut him down in week one. They, they held him in check. And I know normally like a rookie quarterback, you're not really, it's not something to write home about, but this Bill's defense is very good. And I think that you need to keep an eye out for it and, The Bills moving forward are a tough defense, but I think you really got to start Antonio Gibson this week. Obviously, J.D. McKissick had that huge play and took the touchdown away from him, and that cost all the people who had Antonio Gibson, but you know what? The usage is still there. He's getting all the snaps. He's getting targets. He's got to find a way to get into the end zone this week. He's probably going to end up with about 18 fantasy points, and again, find somebody in your league who's frustrated with Antonio Gibson make him an offer and finally Jonathan Taylor another one like there's a lot of people who probably took Antonio Gibson Jonathan Taylor as their first two running backs in the drafts over the summer Jonathan Taylor's been a disappointment somehow Marlon Mack has been into the, gotten into the mix last week that can't happen i expect there to be a course correct this this week obviously the Indianapolis Colts are reeling they've got Carson Wentz, who's likely to miss the game. It would be a, it would be a near miracle for Carson Wentz to play this week. So, I think Jonathan Taylor is somebody that needs to start. And again, if you're looking for some buy-low candidates for this week before listen, it's going to be too late on Monday. By Monday, the secret is going to be out. The people who drafted them are going to be very pleased with those picks at this point. So, look for those three guys. That's my piece of advice. Heading into week three, of course, you can hit me up on Twitter, at Adam Rank. If you have any specific lineup questions, let me know. But right now, we're going to bring in our guy Cash, because we're going to be talking about some of the bigger games this weekend. And by the way, Cash, do we need to sit here and gloat a little bit about what the Tennessee Titans did? What did you say about the Tennessee Titans last week?
3: I I think so. I think we should take a second upon ourselves on the back, guys. The Titans were about seven-point underdogs at the closing line. What did we say? We predicted a win outright. That was a Yep. Plan, you guys. They got it done in overtime. It was looking grim. But like you said, if you give them a chance, they're going to claw back in. That's what they did. That team is underrated. It's still an elite offense, guys. That's a good team.
1: Now, looking over this week, are there some games similar to that? Because that seemed like to me, uh, listen, I, I only do this for entertainment purposes. And I, you know, we do we do picks for NFL media. I don't I don't do point spreads. I don't do anything like that. I know that gambling's now becoming a big thing in the NFL. I do, but I I just know when when people aren't picking a team, like why is nobody expecting the Titans to win? And then they go out there and they win. What about this week? Who are some of the games that people should be looking out for?
3: Yeah, so a, a big game, a big mis- a misconception this week, again, is going to be the Chiefs. Everyone's going to say the Chiefs are going to bounce back. They just lost the game they probably shouldn't have lost to the Ravens. Well, I'm going to tell you what, guys, through, through the first two weeks of the NFL season, the Chiefs' defense has been the absolute worst at, almost in every category. These guys are giving up almost seven yards per, literally per possession. It's absolutely awful, guys. They have one of, the most, one of the most horrific defenses through two weeks I've seen in a long time. The Chargers, on the other hand, they're coming off a loss to the Cowboys, I thought they should have won that game, guys. Full transparency, that's the only game that I lost. This week I went 6-1, the Chargers. I had the minus three against the Cowboys. It didn't work out. I thought they should have won that game. I think it's going to be a close game, guys. The Chargers are getting 6.5 points. Take the points, take them to win outright. I can see an upset coming here. I just don't think this Kansas City defense is going to be able to stop Justin Herbert and his weapons. I can see the Chargers putting up 35 points on these guys.
1: When you go through your analysis, do you ever take into effect like the the crowd in Kansas City? Last year, Justin Herbert was so great playing in empty stadiums. This is his first opportunity to find a real, true, hostile environment. One of the toughest places in the league. Do you ever factor that into your analysis?
3: 100%. uh, Full transparency, again, the line's at six and a half. My power rating number is about uh, Kansas City minus three on a neutral field. Mm -hmm. So the line being at six and a half does make sense. I'd give them about a two-point home field edge that being kansas city so of course the loud crowd and then justin herbert again never playing in a stadium like that with all these fans going nuts i'd factor in an additional half point for that you're looking at about a two two and a half point advantage and the thing is people are gonna be like oh it's only two points guys two points on an nfl spread is massive The home field edge that's built into the team like that it's actually a massive advantage and vegas looks at that and everyone's aware of that so it's definitely something i take into account in my handicapping especially this year last year obviously not so much guys they're basically playing on a neutral field almost every game there's no fans anywhere this year it's a different case look for the home team home team to get about a two maybe three point home field edge
1: you know, I I say that selfishly too because I have Justin Herbert in a couple of dynasty leagues, so I'm like I'm really I'm really concerned about this. It's, I'm probably overthinking it. I hope he's going to be all right. I know he had a couple of games in college. I know that there was a game against Auburn that I thought like did not work out very well for him. But hey, listen, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna start him in all of my fantasy leagues. What about are there any other games though that we should be looking out for? Uh,
3: yeah, another one: the the Ravens minus seven and a half against the Lions. Uh, guys, this Ravens team shot up in my power rankings. They got destroyed. Not they didn't get destroyed. Week one, they lost the game that they probably should have won to the Raiders. Yeah. They weren't doing what they're good at though against the Raiders. Lamar Jackson was throwing two out of the three every, every single every single first down. It was throw throw run one run out of the three. He he was barely running any running any run options. Sorry, uh, I I just thought they got away from their game plan against against the Raiders, and I just don't think it worked out against Kansas City. What did they do? They ran the ball. They ran the ball down their throats. Fourth and one, you guys were talking about winning coaches before. John Harbaugh, this guy is a killer man. This guy, it's almost as if this guy's betting against the spread himself because this guy covers games, he blows out bad teams, and that's what he's going to do this week. They're going to run the ball down this Lions defense throat. I think this one can get ugly. Minus seven and a half, you can get it at a six-point teaser. Get it down to minus one and a half. This game could get ugly, guys. John Harbaugh is against the spread monster. I think this Ravens team is on the come-up. They might be number two in my power rankings, guys, behind Tampa Bay. They're a team to definitely look out for.
1: I love the end of the game when he asked Lamar, do you want to go for it? You know, obviously, I think if John Harbaugh doesn't want to go for it there, they're not going for it. But I think the whole thing of, like, asking Lamar, he knows what Lamar's going to say. He yeah. knows Lamar is going to be like, hell yeah, I want to go for it. He gave him the moment. Like, he let Lamar... Because, like, if, if John Harbaugh just calls the play, then everybody's talking about John Harbaugh. Like, oh, John Harbaugh made this great thing. He gave that moment to lamar jackson and he went out there and made the most of it and i will say this too from fantasy purposes i love tyson williams for the very same reason you're talking about getting back to running the football if you like jk dobbins in the beginning of the season you should love tyson williams additionally this is going to be weird because i know you're thinking and i know people get scared and they're like well it's going to be a blowout i don't want to start marquise hollywood brown I think the run is going to set up a couple of huge plays for him. So you want to be starting Marquise Hollywood Brown this week. Just listen. This is how we we come together. Cash is good at what he does. I do what I do, and we do that. But before I let you go, is there anything? I, I don't want to leave any stone unturned. Is there anything else that we need to know?
3: It's Thursday, guys. I'm going to be honest. Usually I give you guys a pick. We got a pretty ugly game today. It's the Panthers and the Texans. Uh, the Texans, Tyrod Taylor's out. I don't see an edge on the spread here, guys. It's 7.5. I wouldn't touch the spread. I lean under 43.5. Those would be my closing remarks, guys. Go light. Don't hammer this play. Under 43.5, I can see this game being a really low-scoring game, maybe 21-3, 21-10, something, or like something around that range.
1: All right. Well, I'll just be looking for Christian McCaffrey because that's the only guy I'm starting. I have Brandon Cooks, but I think that this defense – is so strong yeah for the carolina panthers yeah. i'm actually benching him for alan robinson this week so that's i'm a coward yeah. that's what i'm gonna do yeah.
3: that ties into my under two carolina's defense has been great
1: there it is all right cash well thank you so much appreciate you stopping by and all the good advice that you're giving and listen it's for for everybody this is this this is just general football knowledge you crush it ian crushes it and i want to thank everybody at the sick podcast for allowing me this opportunity to come and speak to you i'm sure that i went over my time I'm sure the guys in the back are like, why is Rank still talking? He needs to go. He needs to finish this up. But I do want to thank you for the opportunity. It was an absolute blast. And you know what? As long as they'll have me, I think we're going to do it again next week. Until that time, we'll see you then.
0: And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Essentia, the world's only natural memory foam mattress. Beyond organic sleep, Cherry River hard seltzer, only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec grocers and the Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you.